Thank you for listening to Episode 4 of No Holmes Barred. This is an independent passion project, so please, remember to subscribe and leave us a positive review if you are so inclined. For bonus content and information on No Holmes Barred events, please visit noholmesbard.com. Antecedently on No Holmes Barred... No, look around. What do you see? The uh, construction site for your future pharmacy? My pharmacy won't even be the only vendor on the first floor. I'll have a jewelry merchant, a cafe, restaurant, and hotel rooms on the second level. (laughs) What the hell did you do that for? (laughs) I am your foreman, but I am also a doctor and a man of science. And even an educated hypothesis is nothing without a controlled experiment. What did you even learn from this? I learned asbestos is a damn good noise suppressant. I was sweeping the floors, and it wasn't until I approached your bed that I realized the odor of the chemicals had been masking something worse. (laughs) Mrs. Brew, even you alluded to the fact that I am in school to be a doctor. You don't get into higher education without having a slight obsession over the subject matter, do you? And now, for our featured presentation. Ahoy hoy! You've reached Buy the Farm, the official pharmacy of the World Columbian Exposition. We buy the farm so that you hopefully don't. This is Emmeline speaking. How may I help you? I'm sorry, but... Buy the Farm is not responsible for any substance addictions deriving from the products we sell. Because we don't want to be... Well, if it's a cocaine addiction, I could recommend laudanum. Listen, I just keep the records here. I'm not a farm... Okay, great. I'll see you this afternoon. Good morning. Welcome to By the Farm, the official... Never mind that. Where is he? Where is who? You know who. Now tell me, where in the HHL is H.H. Holmes? Mr. Holmes is tending to business elsewhere today, but I'd be happy to leave a message... Ah, God damn it all! Why? Why is he always... (laughs) Sir... If you will turn your attention to aisle four, we have a sale on handkerchiefs. But if you sneeze it, you bought it. I know, I know your policy. It's the same as with the cocaine you sell. You've been here before. (sighs) Many, many times. Oh, well, welcome back. What did you say your name was? It's Ned. Ned Connor. It is, uh... Nice to meet you, Mr. Connor. I used to run the jewelry counter here. Right. If you want to leave a message for Mr. Holmes, I'd be happy to... I remember when he offered me that job. (sighs) Ah, fiddles. Come with me, if you will. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer, no more than the poet can help the inspiration to song, nor the ambition of an intellectual man to be great. I was born with the evil one 
standing as my sponsor beside the bed where I was ushered into the world, and he has been with me ever since. No, Holmes, Bard. It was a momentous time in my life. My wife, Julia, my sister, Gertie, and our daughter, Pearl, all lived right upstairs. I ran the jewelry counter. Mr. Holmes was kind enough to offer Julia a job as a clerk. Gertie was hired to manage his pharmacy by mail venture. She even named it after me. Oh, you mean Ned's Fixin' and Pills? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, no one really does that through mail anymore. Right, right. As I was saying, we now had three salaries going into the nest egg. Things couldn't have been any better. This is where you ask what happened. Mr. Connor, I'd be happy to leave Mr. Holmes a message if you have anything important that- As life would have it, though, things only got worse. Isn't this great, Julia? We finally have three salaries going into our nest egg. Things can't be- Oh my god! Julia, please? Ned, if you say things can't be any better one more time, I swear to God I'm going to saw your tongue off with a cheese grater. Oh, I like her. You are the Icilius Connor family, I presume? Yes, call me Ned. And this fetching lady you've brought me must be Julia. Oh, yes, how do you do? And this is my sister Gertie. And my daughter Pearl. Your sister? I don't see the resemblance at all. She's a beaut. Oh, Well, thank you? And she looks much younger than a man of your age. I'm 36. She doesn't appear a day over 18. (laughs) I am 18! Oh, how fertile. Okay. He's just being polite, Ned. Not every man exists just to take away everything you love. Yeah, but fertile? All right, fine. If you insist on being an insecure little man, can you at least wait to reveal that to our new boss after day one? Right. Well, Mr. Holmes, I can see this is the start of a lovely relationship. My family is blessed to be in a position where things couldn't possibly get any better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Mr. Holmes, do you sell any kitchen items in your store? I am afraid I do not. Then, Pearl, honey... Would you please go grab our cheese grater from the moving boxes? Okay. Oh, and what a sweet girl. Cute as a button. Does anyone ever call you button? Nope, but my mommy says I'm her littlest anchor to her biggest mistake. As you can see, my tongue remained intact, although it took more convincing than I'd like to admit in order to keep it that way. So I held my tongue even more even when Mr. Holmes' behavior toward my family became... bolder. Oh! Oh! Something just didn't seem right. Oh, Mr. Holmes! Oh, Julia! But I just couldn't put my finger on it. Oh, yes. Put your finger on it. Mm, Just the one? Egad! And do you know who didn't care at all? Gertie. Apparently she had her own problems. Ned, I need to go back home. Away from here? Back to Iowa? I don't care, but I'm leaving. What's the matter, Gertie? What happened? No, just help. I need to get home. Is everything all right over here? Yes, everything is okay. Oh, very well then. Gertie wouldn't budge, 
So I sent her on the first train back to Iowa, safe and sound. Except, harrowingly, she died of heart disease just days later. My deepest, deepest condolences for your loss, Ned. Gertie was truly a valuable asset to our company. And with Gertie gone, Julie and I just fought even more. Ned, you absolute ham sandwich of a man. You don't even have a vision for how this nest egg is supposed to help. Well, well, and I don't have three salaries in my household, and now I can never reach my imaginary goals. All is lost without my kid sister's financial support. It's an investment. How about you invest in getting me a better husband? Maybe then we can talk about your investments? Knob. I was desperate, but help came from an unlikely source. Unlikely and unlikable. (sighs) Ned, is everything all right? Let me buy you lunch on your break. Oh, Mr. Holmes, thank you. Where should we go? Why, the restaurant in my building, of course. Oh, which one? The only one here, Ned. You appear to be staring at it right now, in fact. Oh, you mean the cereal bar. And with killer service for a cereal bar. That's why I call it... The breakfast murderer, right? A little on the nose, I admit. Thank you for the meal, Mr. Holmes. Are you sure you don't want any of my honey bunches of plausible deniability? No, I'm fine with my steak. Anyway, Ned, my boy, I wanted to say I've noticed perhaps a bit of bad blood between you and Julia. Is everything all right? It has me alarmed. You got steak? Ordinarily, it wouldn't be my place to comment on another man's marriage. But I can't help but feel like I may be responsible for some of this tension. Oh, well, I'm sorry for concerning. Times are tough, Ned. I know it may seem like I make a killing, and that's true. I do. But, admittedly, I've needed help along the way. I'm grateful for that. And I got to thinking, maybe I can pass along that good fortune. I have an offer for you, Ned. And all you have to do is say yes. To what? To buying the pharmacy, of course. You're asking me? To buy the pharmacy. Mr. Holmes, I appreciate the offer, but I just don't have the money to... Yes, well, as it stands, your salary is $12 per week. It will cost $6 per week for rent, but... I will give you a $6 per week raise and simply deduct it from your paycheck. In essence, you'll be making the same salary, except you're the one in charge, and will then be entitled to the store's profits. How does that sound? So, I'd be the boss? You'd be the boss without having to do any of the legwork for the transfer. I will handle it easily. All you have to do is say yes, Ned. And your empire begins today. What do you say? You really mean it? I can buy by the farm? You can buy by the farm and I'll wave bye-bye, by and by, no lie, pending your nigh, pie in the sky, bye. So what do you sigh? I sigh, aye, aye. But despite my newfound success, Julia didn't seem to think any differently about me. But darling, my pigeon, we get to be our own bosses now. Our dreams are coming true. 
No, you get to be your own boss, and my new boss sneezes in my face every night when he sleeps. But Julia, I... Multiple times. Your smallpox cleared up, though. What does any of this matter now? (laughs) Right, like what would it matter? What does anything matter? Like how I may feel about my husband making a major life decision for both of us without consulting me. You weren't there, honeydew. He spoke in this hypnotic, fast-talking, old-timey vaudeville style. I had to agree. I did this for us, for you. You have never, ever known the first thing about what I want. Oh, okay, sure. I don't know anything. Well, sorry to rain on your picnic, but I know all about you and Mr. Holmes. Oh, this I gotta hear. What do you know, Ned? What did that squished melon of a head figure out? Well, I know that, um, I haven't appreciated your behavior around him. So what? What are you gonna do? No one's afraid of you. I'll, I, if, if it continues, then I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to pack up and leave. <gasps> I, I mean it. I'm not... While I am truly heartbroken by your decision, I guess there's nothing I can do about it, Ned. I can't really control my actions any more than I can control breathing with my lungs, beating with my heart, or being of the opinion that you are a dunderheaded heel who bumble every endeavor into an unmitigable failure. I'll fetch your luggage. So, you're, you're really alright working uh, next to a man you, you no longer love? <laughs> I've done it for this long, haven't I? With my marriage in shambles, not even my new business venture could pick up the pieces. Mr. Holmes, there seems to be some issues with our transaction. Mm, Not to my knowledge. I keep receiving telegrams from creditors, but I never borrowed a cent from them. They're trying to defraud me. Let me see that telegram. Hmm. Oh, yes. There's a perfectly good explanation for this, not to worry. But do me a favor, Ned, my lad, and step into my vault. Well, okay. It was empty, except for a vertical filing system, organized into standalone cabinets. But oddly, a flame, by way of a gas pipe, lit the vault itself. Seemed unsafe to have a gas pipe leading to an otherwise sealed chamber. And a bit pointless, if I'm being honest. Okay, now I want you to scream as loud as you can. I'm sorry, what? Just scream as loud as you can, and I'll let you out. I promise. That weird feeling set in again. Maybe it was from volunteering to put myself in a dangerous situation. Or maybe something just seemed weird about a man wanting to know if a scream could be heard from inside of an encased vault. But either way, it just didn't seem right. Ah, welcome back. Thank you for that, Ned. Wait, you just wanted me to enter your private vault, scream, and then that's it? What was that? What were you testing? I don't know if that's the kind of question that the esteemed owner of the pharmacy should concern himself with. Oh, oh, I'm I'm sorry, sir. I should have known better. (laughs) Oh, goodness. You'll just apologize for any old thing, won't you? 
How about you apologize for Benedict Arnold while you're at it? I don't think I follow. Yes, we all suspected as much. Anyway, to answer your question about those creditors, they aren't defrauding you. Their threats are actually very real, and any further insinuation that they aren't will essentially make you destitute. You see, the pharmacy you own had borrowed from these creditors ages ago, and they must not have ever been paid. Wait a minute, but you owned the pharmacy. And now you do. You own every brick, nail, and wad of asbestos inside it. That means you also own all of the debt it accrued over the years. Exciting, isn't it? You never told me that! Well, I can hardly be held responsible for matters you never raised, now can I? But not to worry. Accumulating debt is a very common phase of many profitable business ventures. But I can't... And another common staple of those ventures is having airtight contracts, which you and I also have. So there's no way out of this. The sale is final, Mr. Connor. Ink dry. Done deal. Door shut. I skipped town. I didn't care how threatening he was. I'm not paying debts I've never owed. Nevertheless, the creditors found me, and that's the only reason why I'm here again. I intend to have Holmes pay that debt willingly, or I intend to beat it out of him. I really don't see that working out for you. (sighs) Maybe you're right. Either way, I can't believe that you or anyone would ever consider having any business with A.J.H. Holmes. He's a bad lot. Mark my words... You have to get out of here as soon as you can. Thank you for your concern, Mr. Connor, but I'm capable of making my own decisions. Oh, oh, of course. You're right. I, I shouldn't have presumed otherwise. I will bid you good day, but I still suggest you be careful. Uh, there, there is something I'd like to know, though. Where are your wife and daughter now? Dearest, do I spy a glass of milk on the mantel? It is. Pearl's excited for Santa Claus, so she left it for him. I see. And is that kielbasa next to it? It's a Chicago thing. I don't think kielbasa and milk is a thing. Kielbasa and anything is a thing in Chicago. And please keep your voice down. I'd be surprised if Pearl's actually asleep. (sighs) Ugh. At least she's quiet all the same. 
I need to concentrate on preparing my hotel for the World's Fair. Tonight? And at this hour? We just have no time to waste. And I can't work with the excitable shrieks of youth at all hours. She's eight. And it's Christmas Eve. Can you blame her? It's amazing Pearl's excited at all when there's no other children her age to play with. Yesterday, I found her dolls being made to have an imaginary tea party. Doesn't seem odd for a girl of her age. No, I mean, I overheard her saying to them, money's too tight for real-life tea. So they had to use make-believe tea. And she said if they tried to get real tea behind her back, she would sell their bodies off to science. I truly wonder where she'd get such lucrative ideas. I suppose I should just be happy she's playing at all. That's the can-do spirit we need. The World's Fair will be here before we know it. And there's still so much to do in the hotel rooms. Evidently. Have you made any progress on those pipes, by the way? I noticed a couple of rooms where open pipes are just jutting out of walls, but then they just... end? Uh, surely they aren't meant to be exposed in a guest's bedroom, are they? Architecture's a complex thing, Sugar Plum. As I said, there is much to do. No time like the present. Presents. Christmas. Get it? I know that getting the hotel ready for guests is priority number one, but I was actually hoping to discuss an important matter with you. I have a point to raise as well. What's that? Did you understand my Christmas pun just now? <sighs> Are you feeling all right? No, I've been feeling very sick, as a matter of fact. It goes away by mid-morning. Oh. Has this ever happened to you before? It's been about nine years, actually. Oh. Oh, Julia. I hoped it would just go away. I've even looked up remedies from Adelaide Hollingsworth's book. But, to be honest, many didn't seem worth trying. Why is that? I'd rather not say, and you'd rather not know. Just keep your pipe stems away from me. Hmm. I believe I know where this is going. You do? I would infer that you want me to marry you. Be still my heart. Is that not true? Does the thought even excite you? Each time I've brought up marriage, you've found every reason to avoid talking. But I'm pregnant, Howard. Are you going to keep ignoring me like the letters from your creditors? Because if so, you may as well just kick me out right now. I'd be destitute as a single mother, and I'd be destitute as your... Whatever it is I even am here. Destitute? Here? How do you figure? Spare me. Who would come to a hotel run by the town Jezebel? Actually, from what I understand about the men of this town, that would be a feature. Typical. And ever since Ned left, you've never raised the subject of marriage. It's always been me. Why don't you want to marry me, Howard? Are you even interested now that my husband's gone? Was it all a game to you? Uh, Julia Flittermouse. I am so sorry. I understand your very real concerns, and I understand if you don't believe me when I say that. But I am committed to rebuilding that trust with you, in the hope that one day you will be convinced 
that I am not going to abandon you. You're not? Of course not. What an honor it would be to marry you. There are just uh, unfortunate circumstances at present. I knew it. Permit me to explain. I stress that no matter how this conversation ends, we will be wed in due time. We'll have the ceremony anywhere you'd like, with little pearls scattering rose petals down the aisle. It will be a dream. That is a wonderful thought, but how does our unborn child factor into this dream? Ah, the child. How? If my math is correct, the child would be born near the end of summer. That's right before Coronation Day, where hundreds of thousands of tourists will get their first taste of what the fair will be when it opens in the spring. And those tourists will need somewhere to stay. My hotel must be open to them. If we divert attention to family rather than business, I'm afraid there may not be any family left to take care of when it's all over. The financial losses, Chicago's harsh winter, it would be arduous. But we'd be remiss to not think of what we could gain, prosperity, and all we need to endure is this once-in-a-lifetime event. No, that is not all. You make me seem like such a burden on your dreams. But I'm still here, Howard. Why not just abandon me? What's stopping you from shipping me to overseas doctors until I come back not pregnant? It's what all rich men do. Overseas? Darling, why go overseas for such a procedure? Because that procedure is an abortion, Howard. And in case you didn't know, abortion is illegal in Chicago. In the whole United States. So I've got to go where it isn't. Oh, sweet summer child. Have you really not considered you're marrying a surgeon? I can take care of you. And I will. You... you can't possibly mean... Oh, I think you know that I do. Oh, Howard... Do you remember the room on the second floor? The one in which I commanded you never enter? The isolated one that smells like chemicals and burning meat when you walk by? I want you to meet me there in an hour. I can't do that. Why not? Is that a serious question? My intent isn't to diminish your concerns, my dear. In my asking, my hope is you merely consider them further. Once you do, the only conclusion to make is that you are in perfectly capable hands. And in your opinion, I can reach that conclusion in the span of an hour. This is all so much, Howard. I can't process this. Why so soon? I don't know. I, I just don't know. That's all right, my love. If you need more than an hour to think about it, let's give it 90 minutes then. There is unfortunately much to take care of around here, and I'm afraid time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. Shut up, Olmstead. Why do we even hang out? God! What the devil is that? Nothing, just some drunkards outside, probably more ballast than sail. One moment. Ahoy there! People are trying to have a cozy evening in here. Do you have any idea what tonight is? Oh my god. Atwood. I've always wanted to say this. 
<coughs> Today? Why, sir? It's Christmas Day it is. Nice. It's Christmas Eve, you rum-dums. Now, I'm going to shut my window, and you will do the same to your beaks. Because if I hear another word, I will murder you both and sell your bodies to science. Merry Christmas. Is he friggin' serious? I don't think so. Terribly sorry. Don't be. You got your diversion. (sighs) Yes, I have been busy. I'm ever so ashamed of my neglect, both toward you and Little Pearl. Business is an important matter. However, as an employee, you are part of my business. Almost as important is that you're part of my family now, until the end, till death do us part. Do you really mean that? I do. Meet me in one hour, uh, 90 minutes. When you wake up, all of our troubles will be over. You can trust me. Well, even if you strand me at the altar or kick me out of your life, I don't have much of a choice. Well done, my love. You can trust me to keep you safe. Oh, this is turning into the best Christmas ever! Maybe when I wake up, but it sure doesn't feel that way now. There's still room to be grateful. Think about how many innocent women there are with undesired pregnancies. They should all be so lucky as you to be married to a man of medicine. We'd settle for having the right to our own bodies. And to think, some actually say the patriarchy isn't dead. (sighs) Right. Ninety minutes. See you upstairs. And darling. Yes? Merry Christmas. This is mad. This is mad. This is mad. Mad. This is absolutely mad. I can't do this. Maybe I can just stay pregnant a few months. Get on a boat to Europe in the springtime and come back in the summer. Maybe. Or or not. Maybe I'll fall in love with Europe. Walking the streets of Florence. Feeling the air of the Renaissance in my lungs. The history culture. But I couldn't put Pearl through that. And she's already been through so much. Work's been so busy and with her father leaving us. Addition by subtraction though, that jamoke. Alright. 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 Yes, this makes sense. This is the sensible thing to do. I can't bring a child into the world right now, and nothing will change that. So instead, I will put my life into the hands of my surgeon husband. Surgeon fiancé. He's right, though. I'm lucky to have him. Really. Maybe one day there'll be an alternative, safe, free provider of abortions, no matter your status or beliefs, and without needing your husband's permission. Someday. But 
for now. Thank you for listening to episode four of No Holmes Barred. This is an independent passion project, so please remember to subscribe and leave us a positive review if you are so inclined. For bonus content and information on No Holmes Barred events, please visit noholmesbarred.com and sign up for our newsletter, your Murder Castle Mailbag. Be vigilant for episode five's premiere in which the World Fair finally opens its gates to the public. No Holmes Bard was written and directed by me, Daniel Chiraki. Recorded, mixed, and mastered by Evan Kornblum. Additional tracking and production courtesy of Still Thinking Productions and The Coniferous Lounge. Episode 4 of No Holmes Bard stars me, Daniel Chiraki, as H.H. Holmes. Megan Perkins as Julia Connor and Gertie. Jenny Kessler as Emmeline Sagrand and Pearl Connor. Alex Bond as Ned Connor, David Heilker as Olmstead, and Jacob DeNoble as Atwood.